Hey, Scott, I got a joke for you. Oh, let me hear it. Why is Brazil Jimmy Butler's favorite World Cup team? Oh, I don't know. Because their best player's name is Neymar Ket. Ah! Welcome to episode 83 of Wolves Cast, the show that's still waiting for that offer sheet. It's hosted by myself and my brother, I'm Neil. And I'm not playing for the qualifying offer. I'm Scott. No, we need that big offer. Make make a match, you know? We deserve it. Hand us that healthy size contract. And we promise you won't have to pay us because our team will match. Yeah. And, about that. You know, free agency is still happening. It's still going down. So that offer, you know, it's it's not too late. That's what I'm trying to say. We you still might get that offer. Did you get the Neymar joke? It's Marquette because Neymar. Marquette. Marquette. Jimmy Nay, Butler went to Marquette. Neymar. You got it. You're you smart. It. You're you smart. People. Yeah, you know, you know. Smart listeners. Smart enough to listen to our podcast. We hope you're having a terrific summer, everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've missed you. Uh, it's been... Uh, a long time since we've gotten together to talk. A lot of things have happened with the Wolves, and we're going to be reviewing some of that today. Of course, we're going to talk about the draft and our two draft picks for this year, and we've dipped our toes into the free agency waters, Yeah, and we will report how we're feeling so far. It seems like free agency. We might be done signing people for the year. Yeah, we might be We might be done. The, wolf, the Wolves might be done. I don't know but if maybe done not dealing. done giving out money, because we could do extensions still. And we'll review what extension options there are for the Wolves and their players that we love. Yes, yes. Lots of things could still happen, but we're here today to uh, you know recap what has happened so far um, here in the, in the offseason, the 2018 offseason. Uh, There's been a lot of lies, a lot of fake news out there. Lots of stuff. Lots of stuff happening. Lots of rumors. Lots of, um, you know, Chicago Sun Times reporters. And I said reporters with quotation marks, but you can't see that because it's an audio form of stirring the pot. That's what I'm saying. You're getting it all mixed up. Well, it's like a lot of, like, that stupid report comes out. Jimmy doesn't like Cat. And maybe Jimmy doesn't like Cat. But I'm just saying, this is a very trustworthy guy. Kind of make stuff up, and a lot of people were like, the people who care enough to pay attention to the story were like, "Hey, maybe this isn't the most trustworthy guy." But then any blog is just like, "Well, now it's laid in stone. Cat and Butler have you know permanent issues, and now everyone's just taking it as gospel for you know the people who couldn't care." Got to aggregate it. That's yeah. what it is, right? It's tough. The aggregators. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening to the show. We're back. It's been two months, almost uh, almost to the day, uh, two months since we did a uh, you know uh, postseason. Uh, wrap up, you know, like uh, you know, we, the Wolves lost in the. In, remember when the Wolves were in the playoffs, Scott? And they were in the playoff series. That was fun. You were <laughs> Play, and you were in the United playoffs. Kingdom. Yep, and I came back and we did a show to wrap it all up. So that was that was two months ago. So yeah, uh, I just looked up. May eleventh was our last show. It's but been a minute. That doesn't mean Neil and I haven't been doing basketball-related oh, things. Oh, no. We're all up in it. We took co-host Robert, and we went to go see Uncle Drew last night, everybody. That's right. We went to Uncle Drew. We had to see it as uh, basketball junkies. It was our uh, it was our duty, I think. Uh, not many basketball movies get made these no, days. That's true. You got to go support them I realized them when I was theater. watching it. I was like, yeah. you know, this isn't great comedy, but it is basketball comedy, and I don't get that a whole bunch So in my movies, at least. You know? Yeah, they don't so. make movies with professional athletes as the lead uh, just across sports so that's cool but then to have it be basketball especially cool but yeah it's basically a 90 minute nike pepsi ad but 
you know, it's it's got yeah, its moments. It's yeah. not terrible. It's tough though, because movie theaters are all Coke these days. Coke dominated. <laughs> oh yeah, I was drinking AMC. a big old Coke watching that Pepsi movie. Yeah, yeah, they're trying to get back into power with the with the movie chains because yeah, AMC is all Coke. Yeah, um, they got those big old machines where you can mix up any of the flavors. I love those machines. But if you are listening to the show, you like basketball enough to where I think you would enjoy this. We were just talking off mic, you know, before we started recording that we wouldn't recommend this movie necessarily to anybody unless you are a big basketball fan. Then you'll enjoy it. There's some some cameos. So there's some older players playing even older people uh, in, in in the film. So I don't know. There's lots of lots of cool tidbits and interesting stuff for for hoop heads. So if you like basketball, you'll like this one. At the very least, when it comes out on DVD and you see it in the red box, know that it's worth a dollar. You know? It's oh worth yeah, a dollar. Yeah, we'll probably wait for it to come out. But uh, it's doing well. We were in the theater two weeks after it came out, and it was pretty full in there. It was I guess not a quiet theater. We are going to break this news about the movie. I haven't seen it reported elsewhere. No Tim Wolves cameos. Zero so. Wolves players. No Lynx players either. Maya Moore was in the nope. commercials, not in the movie. Lisa Leslie is in it, but not uh, not Maya. So that's it for our channel. That's how it goes. <laughs> goes the Uncle Drew. Um, but yeah, we're back um, to talk about this summer. So um, yeah, we're going we're gonna to run through it. we got a lot to talk about. So um, we should go ahead and um, you know get, get into Full Court Press. Here's the tip. All right. First things first. We're going uh, chronological. So that means draft. Draft night up first. Uh, that was what? That was uh, what? Mid, mid-June? Uh, mid to late June. Yes, we had the draft. We gathered. We Watched it together with Robert. We enjoyed again. it. Yeah, we enjoyed it uh, uh, as a podcast, as, as a team. And um, you know, the Timberwolves uh, had pick uh, twenty and pick forty-eight. And you know, leading up to the draft, there's lots of uh, as as there typically is, I guess, lots of you know rumors flying. Who's going to get moved? Who's going to move back? Who's going to move up? And uh, there really get wasn't traded. a lot. Yeah, there really wasn't a lot of movement. There really wasn't a lot. There of... were a lot of trades within the draft. Like right, teams moving up or down in the draft. Yeah, but, but no current. It, it wasn't like a Jimmy Butler gets traded on draft no. night type situation. No, no, definitely not. Nothing even close. And obviously, the biggest trade was you know uh, Dallas and Atlanta swapping picks. Um, and, I'm on the Donkich side of this. Yeah, let's I go. Think that, I think Dallas got the better end of that deal. Let's go. Um, and uh, but yeah, lots of you know just a little bit a little bit of rumors beforehand. The Wolves might have been you know eyeing something with Atlanta to you know swap picks and maybe Bazemore and Gorgie switching switching teams. But none of that none of that happened. So smoke and mirrors. We're still waiting on a Gorgie trade potentially. We'll see. So it was kind of just a straight draft night. Just uh, take your picks and and go home <laughs> type of thing. And uh, Wolves got to twenty, and um, you know they jo- they uh, drafted uh, Josh Okogie. Out of uh, Georgia Tech, uh, he's a shooting guard, 6'4", 19 years old, just a youngin. Um, that was Born not in nineteen ninety eight. Everybody, <laughs> we're, w- we're getting so close to our first millennial. I know, I mean, our new, I know. Our first, new like, millennium. Yeah, new millennium baby being the NBA. We're now, so close. I don't think either of us did ch- that much draft. Um, you know, uh, you know, digging before before the draft. And it's we're just not when really you get down to twenty, there's people. such a range of players. We looked yeah. at a range of them. Especially uh, this Okoge year. was in that. Um, yeah. You know, Jacob Evans was one I saw mentioned a lot. He went a few picks later to the Warriors. Yeah. Yeah. Um, especially I thought it was year. funny that uh, the draft pick we traded to Atlanta for Adrian Payne was right next to us. It was number 19. <laughs> 19 yeah. We're, we're sitting right next door to that pick we traded. <laughs> yeah. Of course, we had to trade Ricky. We tra- yeah. We had to trade Ricky <laughs> for it. So, not, not a good trade yeah. uh, for that Adrian Payne pick. But hey, that's in the past now. But yeah, so we picked up Josh Okoge, and that was not a name I had seen much of um, beforehand. But like you said, there was, you know, especially if you were in the market for a wing player, 
Um, there was a number of guys uh, who most draft experts could have had there. Three and D players. Three and so D. What I mean is that they can shoot the three point shot and play defense. Ooh, That's what everybody we wants. We need it. We're, we're, we definitely need it. It seemed like there was a spectrum of. There's a lot of three and D players. But there's a spectrum. Some of them are more three, and some of them are more D. What you want? And it more seems three, like more with D. Okogi, we're leaning on the D side yes. a little bit more than the oh, three yeah. side. Yep. And you know, as unsurprising as that is for Thibodeau, and as much as we need mm. three point shooting, I can't complain. He's 19. Yeah. Plenty of time to develop a shot. I always like it when the rookies really like to dig in on defense, like Chris Dunn with it. And it was just like, you know what? The other stuff will come together. At least I think it's easier to develop a shot than to develop that instinct for defense. Yeah. Look no further than Andrew Wiggins. Exactly. Uh, for that, like the sort of not not even like the defense, but just the sort of attitude yeah. about it all. The the go get it. The whole dog in him, as they say. You know, that is something. That is hard to teach, uh, you know the 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 drive to, to do those things and to play so hard. And by all accounts, these are things that uh, are not lacking within Joshua Kogi. His his motor and, and his athleticism are are way up there. You know, he's super athletic, six four. He is. Um, um, you know, I wrote down some of the you know the, the typical draft catchphrases or or uh, buzzwords. He's he, you know he's got long arms, so he's got length, he's got athleticism, he's got wingspan, he's got a seven foot wingspan for a six four guy. Um, that is that's impressive. Scratch your knees. So <laughs> yeah, so he's got all those things that really can make him a great defender. You know, th- with those long arms, it's not just about blocking shots, but it's about um, you know sort of laterally. You can't get around him because his arms are just going on forever. You know, it's gonna so it's gonna be you know hard to be locked up uh, by him. You know, it's gonna be difficult when he's guarding you. You're not gonna be able to get around him. Let me tell you something about wingspan, Neil. Yeah, wingspan. I've learned this from our pickup hoops. <laughs> wingspan. And what I say about pickup hoops is I'm always I'm always in the worst shape, and so <laughs> I'm always trying to figure out ways to conserve energy. Things I'm like LeBron trying to figure out where on the court I can conserve energy. Pick your spots. And one of the things I've always said is that it's much better to spend like 5% of your energy to make it so you can deny ball. So the guy you're guarding doesn't receive a pass. Mm. It's way more energy once he once catches the pass. It. Then yep. you have to spend so much energy guarding him. <laughs> so something I've learned is that if my guy is like cutting the baseline or just running off some screens, if I follow him, not even that close, but if I just wave my hands in the air to make it look like I'm in the passing lanes, they never get the ball. Sure. And I mean, if you're listening to this and you play pickup hoops, you'll be able to see these guys easily. I just stick out my hands, and that's usually enough for the guy to be like, "Oh, he's covered. I can't pass it to him. He's yeah, covered." Yeah, he could be active, and that's what I'm talking about. Wingspan it, it, it denies your opponent the chance to get a pass because people see that wingspan, and they're like, "Oh, there's too many arms. We can't do this." Um, other things about about Josh, born in Nigeria. That's interesting. Um, you know, African born, and um, Scott, you have a note in here about Fortnite. He's a Fortnite player. I don't like it. Oh, why not? Here's my old man tangent. Maybe we should like get a drop for next season because <laughs> yeah. I'm feeling like Fortnite I must drop. be getting old. I'm getting all these old people opinions like yeah. Alexa. Oh no, you have to edit that out. And now your echoes on. Ah, uh, like I, I don't trust these things. I think they're all narcs, and I'm really against. Press this the mute button. There's a button on top of the little microphone. Just press that. It'll mute it for you. There you, you go. know, it's there you go. not. It's it still listens even yeah. when it's muted. You, you have know? to get this show later. Alexa. So that's one of my old man opinions right now. But one of my other ones is that I don't like how much. Cat and Wiggins are into video games. Cat's really into Fortnite. Yeah, I haven't seen Wiggins play Fortnite. I think he is into it, but I think he's more into Call of Duty. But the, the Twin Rolls have been tweeting stuff about how much Josh likes Fortnite. Okay, and I'm like, this isn't good because <laughs> it's part of me is like trying not to judge on the sleep stuff because these are NBA players. Their peak of the day is like 8 p.m. at night. You know, yeah, I understand you're not going to be able to wind down afterwards. There's they have their own sleep schedules. They have nap stuff going on. So I don't judge them on like staying up late playing video games. 
because they could be just staying up late going to the bar or whatever, you know? True. So that doesn't bother me. they're in their room. <laughs> but I think part of the problem is that Cat, and hopefully not Josh, but I think Cat actually takes pride in how good he is at video games. It's something he wants to improve. So as just as much as he wants to improve his basketball game, there's also a part of him that's devoted to improving this other aspect of his life. And, you know, ideally you see players that you're like, I want you to care only about getting better at basketball. I yeah. think that, like, for these young players, their Fortnite game is kind of like a point of pride to the point where they're probably not working as hard as they can at basketball <laughs> because I just think there's a part of them reserved for them being like, here's my Fortnite ambitions. You yeah, know? as soon as they get out of the not, gym, they're just looking like, ahead to that evening. What can I get done in the game? Like, I'm fine with them playing video games to blow off steam and relax, but I, I don't like this part of them that I feel like there's an ambition to also be great at video games. It's like, pick a lane, guys. You can be great at video games later. I do think that there's a little bit too much brain power devoted to that. And I'm just worried with another Fortnite player on the team, it could just get worse. It's it's a red flag for me, Neil. Yeah, well, let's let's hope uh, Josh is uh, you know not spending too much time on the console. I mean, there. at 19, I get it. You know, you're on the it's road. Generation, go back to All the hotel. Well, the thing it. is, if you can't go out to the bar, you go back to the hotel. Your you're teammates leave, and what are you going to do? You know. Yeah. So I get that aspect of it, but I'm just saying, like, I hope he doesn't have a lot of his personal pride or ambitions tied up in being a good video gamer as well. Uh, later on in the draft, number 48, Kada Bates. Diop is the pick uh, for the Wolves. This is a guy we uh, actually talked about on a podcast uh, around March Madness time um, as his team, Ohio State, um, was uh, (laughs) in March Madness. And it was someone that I brought up that I'd seen in mock drafts uh, around the Wolves range. So this was someone that dropped a lot. Um, A lot of that probably has to do with the fact that he is 22 years old. He's not... He's not a you know one and done type of guy. He was he's been in college basketball for a while. He so still had another year of eligibility, but he did do four years. Okay, yeah. So he is someone you know, especially in the first round, especially these days. You you know, having a super young guy who can still develop a lot more is is really valuable. And um, you know, if someone is twenty two, you know, a lot of that development is are in their in their history already. So so yeah, I was very happy about this pick because if you told me on draft night. That we had taken Keita Bates D up at the twenty pick, right? I'd be like, like oh, "All yeah. right, there we go." There he was is. His, he was one of those names yeah, that was listed there. there. He's he one of our targets. I'm fine with this. So to get him on that second round, right. have him fall so far, so late, man. We can pay him so little now. Yeah, that's a great way to build a team is to hit on yeah. a second round pick. So if he becomes anything, that's huge for us. And I mean, he's it's summer league, but he's looked promising so far. Both of them have in yep. summer league so far. So and Bates D up, uh, you know, more of a you know, also a three and D uh, wing player. Um, he's, he's he's taller than Josh. Josh is six uh, four, uh, whereas Bates Diop is is six nine, um, seven three wingspan. Um, you know, some of the draft reports have him as as a little bit less of a. He's lower lower as an a- athlete, um, so he's not. You're uh, gonna be jumping out of the gym and, and doing. You know, his he's his defense isn't about his 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 athleticism. He's got some other things that make his defense good. Um, low, more of a low ceiling, high floor guy. So he's more of a sure thing. I feel like like. You know, Josh Okogie is someone who could be a potential starter on your team within a few years' time, you know, with, with his tools and, and what he could be, whereas, you know, Kade Bates-Diop is someone who is maybe a, more of a sure thing, but he's more of like a rotation guy. Yeah, maybe he's a journeyman. Maybe he's <laughs> yeah. like an Anthony Tolliver. He's an Anthony perhaps, Tolliver. We'll talk know? a little bit later. Um, but, yeah, hopefully his um, – yeah, hopefully, you know, I, I feel like he can make the team and, and can be a part of, of, the, of the team next year and stuff. Um, we're going to go with uh, KBD for his nickname, I think, uh, you know, for now, you know, until we find something better, 
You know, when you get the three, I'm gonna come up with something. Better. When you get the hyphen in your name, you know, we see, we've seen it with uh, Carl Anthony Towns, right? He's he's Cat. He's he's K A T. Yeah. Uh, you know, and so you know, we're gonna do the same here. K B D, T B D, maybe K B D thirty three is his uh, Twitter and yeah. Instagram. Yeah. K B D thirty three takes that number from Adrian Payne. So yeah, so the so those are the rookies. Something to look forward to. We'll see. Uh, the qu- big question is, will they play? You know, I don't know. Thibodeau, um, you know, d- d- just not known for playing the young guys. I guess. I guess last year was his first year. I guess he did pick Dunn right uh, two years ago and did play him. So that was yeah, that was something that was played, more of a lottery pick, yeah. though. Well, it, was, yeah. it was also kind of the roster at the time. It was yeah, like, are you going to play Dunn or are you going to play Tyus? Yeah. You know, yeah. Last year, Patton, John, John Pat- Lucas the third was the fourth card on that. Yeah, he was. He was yeah, his, Justin yeah. Patton hurt last year, so we couldn't play him. So I don't know. Young players don't really play in Tib system, but these feel like the type of players that um, would play for him. Actually, right? Defense first, guys, uh, and obviously we need shooting. So if they can bring any of that, that's going to be huge. The too. thing I think. Uh, and it's a point I'll make now before we move on to our other topics because as we're looking at this roster and we'll talk about what they did in free agency and stuff, we look at depth as something where yep. we don't have a lot of depth right now because of, we're capped out in a lot of ways and it's hard to add depth. But if you look at now what we have down in the D League, along with these rookies, we have Justin Patton, who was our first round pick last year, mm-hmm. Emil Jefferson, who was an all NBA or all D League player, D League yep. All Star last yep, year. Yep. Uh, he's looked really good. Anthony Brown, we still have. And then we also now have uh, Okogi and KBD. KBD. Yeah. And so if you have like two or even three of those guys hit and become rotation players, then our depth doesn't look so bad. So it's it's nice. Uh, I think sometimes I get a little worried because I'm like, oh, no, we don't have a young team anymore. It's pretty much just veterans and like, you know, Cat, Tyus and yeah. Wiggins. And I'm like, are, are we are we too old or anything? And then it's nice to hear, oh, oh yeah, right. we got we got some good reinforcements that if something goes wrong, we can fall back on. Yeah, it's pretty balanced right now. Like uh, like what they have going. All right, let's uh, keep it moving. We got free agency to talk about. He's heating up. Okay, free agency. Uh, just, just a few small things here. Not too much movement. Um, as far as uh, free agents go for the Wolves, didn't have a lot of uh, you know cap space to work with. Uh, thankfully, Jamal Crawford opted out. That gave us a little bit more room. Uh, the team waived uh, Cole Aldridge. Nope, here we go. Jamal Crawford. Thank you, Jamal Crawford. For opting still, out. Still in there. Jamal. Still. <laughs> Jamal, thank you for opting out. Thank you, Jamal Crawford. Jamal opted out. Cole Aldrich uh, waved slash stretched. I'm not really sure exactly what happened there, but he gone. Um, and my and, wife was happy about that. Yeah. And uh, who else is on the way out? Oh yeah, Bielitsa. Uh, we'll talk about him in a little bit. But um, Derek Rose resigned as expected. One year, veteran minimum, two point one million dollars. So um, as expected, Derek Rose will be back. So that is a signing, even though he did, uh, you know, play the last, uh, what, like 20 games of the year uh, for the Wolves. We need a seal kiss by the Rose sound drop. Yeah, that's Rose for you. See, I don't know, not much to say about that. Thankfully, he wasn't more than the minimum, I guess. That's sort of like the prevailing. I was fully prepared for Rose to get like a two-year, eight million. Yeah, I really thought we were going to sign him for multiple years or for like stupid money and i'm very happy with this because you know as much as i didn't want him on the team that's the number we can live with one year eventually sometime through the season we know he'll leave the team without giving reason or excuse and we'll have that two-day media where Derek rose go i mean he only did it to the knicks and the Cavs last year no big deal so we'll get that that'll be fun to follow along we get all the stupid rose stands you know on reddit who are just like we got an mvp on our team ah 
But uh, I'm not ready for all this yet. I saw that by being on an NBA roster, Derrick Rose has oh, yeah. kicked in his Adidas contract for $14 million. Amazing. So by giving him $2 million, Thibodeau made sure his old buddy got his $14 million from Adidas. Adidas, man, that was a bad contract. That's some crazy stuff right there. That's yeah. I mean, you got to put out like you, new versions of his shoe. Yeah, like, like no, that's what happened is that he's on the roster this yeah. year, so they're like, like the well, nine. Now, now we have out. to make yeah. a nine. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> it's funny how the the world of shoe money. We haven't had to talk about that as Timberwolves no, fans. No, uh, about like how shoe money influences what city you want to play in and stuff. Yeah, but yeah. like. It's just funny to me that Adidas is still like, well, we have to pay him $14 million now. now. Thanks, Tim Rolls. Yeah, thanks, guys. So, yeah, they, uh, so, yeah, so the Wolves uh, re-signed Rose. He's back in the fold. Um, and, uh, yeah, the bigger the bigger signing as far as money goes and hopefully as far as playing time goes uh, is Anthony Tolliver. Welcome AT. back. Welcome we- back. Welcome back, AT. One year, $5.7 million uh to the Wolves. He had lots of suitors. Allegedly, uh, Balmer and Doc Rivers and stuff like got on a private plane and flew to see him and stuff. Wow. And I was like, oh, all right. Uh, lots of teams going I after him. For his price range, he has a yep. great skill set. Mm-hmm. He's a vet. He's reliable. He's proved he's been very consistent since yep. he last played on the Timberwolves. He's yep. been consistent as a journeyman. Valuable in the locker room. And yeah, and no one's got any complaints about this guy. And I mean, for. Devout Five, Christian for less than yeah also true <laughs> apparently for less than six million dollars to have him for one year I mean that's a great deal I love it so why wouldn't other teams want him you know I think he's a desirable candidate yeah and so basically what it came down to for the Wolves was Bielitsa or Tolliver who do you want because Bielitsa goes to the 76ers one year four point five million dollars and you know right before the Tolliver signing was announced you know you find out the Wolves renounced Bielitsa and you know kind of basically set him free and. You know, so it was kind of an either-or situation for the most point, most part, and um, you know, it's tricky. You know, Bielitsa, I don't know, he's been in the league less time, so you know, maybe there's more teams ready to convince themselves that oh, just just come on our roster and we can get it done over here. And I think you will have a great year in Philly, but Tolliver is more of a proven, um, you know, commodity. He's someone who has done it for more teams on a more consistent basis. With Bielitsa, sadly, it was just all about consistency, and he didn't have it. And Tibbs saw it firsthand for two years. I mean, we yeah, and us Wolves fans, sorry for three, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, just I, I don't blame them. You can't I don't rely on Bielitsa. Yeah, I like Bielitsa, and I'm not surprised a team could talk themselves into taking a chance because there are stretches where he looks great. Oh yeah, and it's easy to remember those stretches when mm-hmm. we're like, oh no, he left. But then think about all the other stretches. I mean, on one hand, <laughs> don't the guy, forget about those. The guy I think averaged sixty-four games a season, so he's yeah. he's missing roughly twenty games a season. So that's a large chunk of your NBA season. He's missing every single year. Injury prone. Uh, you know, I still think there's problems with his feet and legs. That are, yep. every one of those it, 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 injuries was kind of mysterious in some ways. Where he's like, man, he hurt himself getting off a plane. You know. Yeah. And just like I also noticed, because uh, forgot about that. Maybe we'll talk about it later. I, I looked back at his career with the Wolves to see what his best games were. Oh yeah, and I noticed that there's a direct correlation between how many minutes he played and how effective he was. All of his best games, he played 35 minutes, 40 minutes, and some of that's like, okay, yeah, you play more minutes, you're going to get more Your points, you're going to be, be better. Big, yeah, but it was just very clear that he struggled in just short minutes in rotations, and he's not going to be starting for this team. Yeah, and so if we he, can't have that, if guy. he if he takes like 20 minutes to get warmed up coming into the game. 
game, that's not a good so fit. Good, yeah. And I, I I worry about him on the Phillies for the same reason. Yeah. Phillies have their big man rotation. The Phillies, kind of the, like, Philly, the, Philly. the Phillies. I'm talking about baseball, everybody. <laughs> well, you know, Phillies and Philadelphia the sounds the same. Yeah, yeah the 76ers, though. Yeah. I mean, they have already like a pretty solid big man rotation. So yeah. I fear Belly will have the same problems with the Sixers, which is if he's not getting ample playing time, he'll have trouble finding his rhythm. Yeah, and it was just a matter of consistency, just a matter of we need someone who can come in and be able to play for 15 minutes or 20 minutes and be yeah. able to be valuable in, in just that amount. Don't need more than that to, to be effective. And unfortunately, it was a confidence thing with Bielitsa, and that's yeah. a problem. You know, Even for an older guy, someone who's, you know, I think he's 30, 28, 29, something like that, like you know, even though he's only been in the league a few years, you need someone who is confident in their role and that's confident you, that they belong in this league. And, and the problem with Bielitsa was anytime he could start building that confidence in his career with us, he got hurt. He got hurt. Yeah. Any good stretch he had was immediately upended by an injury. So mm. I don't think he's ever gotten that confidence that, yeah, I do belong in this league and hopefully he'll find it. He seems like a good guy. I want the best for him. We wish but. him well. We're going to have a segment a little bit later on to talk about, uh, you know, some things uh, that we're going to miss and remember. About him, so so don't worry. We'll have some more Bielitsa content coming up for you. But yeah, Tolliver, someone who's going to be more of a sure thing. Um, someone who has evolved his game to the modern NBA. Um, you know, most of his shots are behind the three point line or in the restricted area, so that's great. And he's a guy who, unlike Bielitsa, often he knows Tolliver knows his role. Right. He knows what he's out there to do and what he's not. What he's out there not to do. Whereas Bielitsa, how many times have we been like? This this stretch, he seems like he's playmaking Bielitsa, not shooting Bielitsa. And then this stretch of two weeks, he's shooting Bielitsa, but not the play. You know, it's just like Bielitsa never really figured it out. Yeah, well, well, we'll see uh, what happens now with Tolliver, D Rose. Wolves might have um, you know room for maybe one more minimum deal if they can get somebody. But um, I think we're at. I'm not sure how many players we have on the roster now, but um, you know, two draft picks plus uh, plus Tolliver to add to the mix. So. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see what it's all about. We'll see what Patton, we'll see what Patton, his, um, his latest <laughs> foot injury, speaking of injured players, you know, he's someone who just had a surgery at the beginning of the summer, I think. So he should be ready, I think, for the beginning of the season, maybe not training camp, but you know, he's, we'll, we'll see about him. So yeah, some, some question marks, the Wolves roster, but we're pretty much set right now. Uh, maybe bring in another guard or something like that, but, uh, things are pretty set where they are. Um, let's keep it moving. What, what we got next? He's on fire. Well, speaking of being on fire, yeah. lighting money on fire. No, it's good investment. You got to remember, these guys are making tens of millions, but the real owners, they're making billions. <laughs> That's where the real money's at. We got three players who are eligible for extension. We have Jimmy Butler, who uh, will be a unrestricted free agent come next season. Actually, he'll have an opt-in, I think. He has a player opt-in, which he'll definitely opt out of. Right. I guess we should keep it in the equation. Let's yeah, keep it in there. He could opt into another deal yeah. uh, for another year. Probably won't. We also have Towns and Tyus. Ty Jones. Are they restricted free agents this offseason, or is that next yes. season? Yes. Okay. If they do not come to an extension agreement, they will be restricted next summer. So, or restricted next summer. So yeah. Too, okay. Yeah. So if we don't, uh, you know, you know, the big one's Towns, and if we don't come to agreement with him, he would be a restricted free agent next summer, so Wolves would have the right to match on any offer. On him, so and if this summer has been, I know next summer is going to be a different thing cap wise, but because so many people are hitting free agency next year, some of these players it might not make a big difference. We saw this off season there was not much of a market for restricted free agents. A lot of these guys are taking deals that are under what they had hoped. Uh, It looks like Marcus Smart and Clint Capella are going to end up signing for less money than they wanted. Yep. Um, So if you know. 
it matters to a player like Tyus, you know, where like Tyus is a guy we want to keep. We're big Tyus fans, Tyus Stones. But (laughs) it, it might not be a risk to not extend him now, let him hit restricted free agency, and just assume the market's going to be cool. If the market yep. is like whatever, it, it, they they want to pay Tyus like eight ten million dollars a year. Maybe that's what we were hoping we could n- avoid paying him. But if we have to match that, we can match that. But there's a good chance that maybe it'll be cooler than average, and we can like the Rockets are going to do with Compella, and like the Celtics are going to do with Smart. Maybe we can get Tyus back something for a. A good deal because he's not he's going to reach a chilly free agency market. Totally, I think that's totally possible. Every team in the league has point guards. It's the most loaded position, you know. Like every team in the league, it's like, well, who's going to come steal Tyus? You know, no one's promised. No one's going to pay him starter money. You know. Yeah, I think someone to look to this summer that got a that got a new deal is uh, Fred Van Vliet of uh, you know the, ah, the, yes. the Toronto Raptors and got a two year eighteen million dollar deal. I think something like that could maybe be in the cards. Uh, for Tyus, um, you know, maybe spread over three years or something like that, depending on what he wants. But, you know, definitely still a backup unless he breaks out this year and, and somehow becomes, uh, you know, starter material in some people's eyes. I think, you know, backup money is what he can expect. And I think you're right that, that it would be wise for the Wolves to wait. No reason to rush into, a, into an extension right now, unless for some reason he just wants to lock it in. And it's going to be on a much lower annual number. Um, than you thought possible, and, and you can make it happen. I don't even know if the Wolves can do that. You know, like I guess it'd be for next year, so they can look into next year's money and look into that. But yeah, Tyus Jones is for sure the most interesting one as far as a maybe situation. Tyus, is, I mean, he's stones for a reason. Yeah, but I that mean, gets us to our big, our big game right. Hunting. Tyus is a big maybe. It's a probably not happening. We'll see. But there are two bigger names. Obviously, the two best players on the team are eligible for extension right now. Yes, and I think. We've covered Jimmy pretty extensively uh, right. a, a recent episode. So just go back an episode or two. We talked about his options. He can sign a four-year extension now with us yep. that will be worth less money than he can get as a free agent next year. But as a man who has had several knee surgeries and is been missing time and has questions about how he's going to age after playing so many minutes, I wouldn't be surprised if Jimmy said, let me get the security now. Give me a four-year deal. I'll lock it in. Maybe my, I'm not very confident in my knees. Let's get four years of guaranteed money. Because if Butler gets injured and misses all the next season, heaven forbid, knocking on the wood. Maybe you yeah. can't hear it out there, Tom, but we're knocking. Trust me. But uh, you know that's the risk is that if Jimmy loses a season, maybe there's not much of a market for him in free agency. Yeah, and Butler is someone you know he he leaving a lot of money on the table to do that. If he did uh, re up uh, right now, he'd be leaving a lot of money um, out there to to re sign now. But he'd get the certainty. But it doesn't look like that's going to happen. All signs kind of point to him being offered that extension and him turning it down. Go into next season, the Wolves still hold the upper hand in the fact that they can offer him the most money, and I think they can offer him an extra year, which we've kind of talked about as being something we don't want to see, right? We don't want to see probably what the five-year not, deal. But that'll probably be what it takes to keep him. Yeah, you know? so we'll really see. It'll probably be something that'll happen next summer, though. So that's when we can kind of punt till next summer. I don't think Butler's going to take the the I'd sure be, thing. I'd be and go surprised. Right now. He's bet on himself in the past when he was with the Bulls. He turned down a deal because he thought he was worth more, had a great season, and then was worth more. So, you know, he doesn't lack for confidence. My swag is crazy right now. Oh. All right, and Carl Anthony Towns, he's he's the most sure thing here. This is the one that's the most obvious, the easiest one to predict, much like the Wiggins extension last summer. Ooh, wish we had that one back. I don't. Look, uh, look at this summer, though. This summer, How you're much right. You, yeah. No, I mean, you're right. You're you, absolutely right. The move, as with Gorgie, should have been 
Just wait till he's restricted the next wait summer. And let the market see. And let the market call it. Um, but, you know, they, they locked him in, whatever. We're not here to but talk about that. If, you know, the devil's argument would be, the devil's advocate the, argument, yeah. would be, okay, Andrew Wiggins is then one year away from unrestricted free agency, and the Toronto Raptors, Raptors will have lots of cap space next year. <laughs> there you go. DeMar DeRozan's coming off the books, and Wiggins could be like, you know what? Play for that qualifying offer. I'm a young guy who's only missed like two oh, games in my God. NBA career. Yeah. I could just go to Toronto. Anyway. You know that if we, it was a damned if you do, damned if you don't. Because you know if we didn't sign Wiggins, everyone would be wringing their hands about him leaving, you know? So yeah. you, Ta- you got to take care of business. Wiggins will be good. I'm so, still down with that contract. So Towns, though, is a different thing. He's a sure thing. He's not a... Listen respect on my name. Remember that. He's not a maybe a superstar like Wiggins is. Maybe an all-star. Maybe... You know, type of guy. Maybe he, all NBA. He is all NBA. He's already there. He's already all NBA. He's already the future of the league. I think he's the. I've been calling him the, the best young player in in the league, bar none. I'll put him. I'll, I'll even put him in front of in front of Giannis. Oh, you hear that, Greek I'll freak? Do it. I'll do it. I'll put him in front of Giannis. Border if you want to include him in there. So Towns's extension, Max extension, is pretty much a sure thing. It's just about when it's going to happen. Scott and I did a little research before the show, and we hope we're right with this. Uh, he can lock in for one hundred and fifty-eight million dollars over five years, and which is twenty-five percent um, of the cap, right? But if he does make All NBA um, in the eighteen nineteen season um, coming up here, he um, can then be eligible for one hundred ninety million over five years. And we, um, you know, we kind of we, we understand that to be we're not definitely cap experts here, but we how we understand that is that it's written into the contract essentially that you know because this extension would not kick in until next season. Yep. So you'll um, have higher yeah. annual increases, taking up thirty percent of the cap, which is one, five years one ninety. Either way, he's sticking around for five years. He's not turning down that money. No we one got, turns it down to leave. It and just, because it won't kick happen. in until after next season, we got six more years of towns. Oh. The very least. Oh my God! That was Towns after he saw what he has to do to make All NBA in the West now as Ooh, a forward. LeBron's yeah. back. Oh. Or LeBron's here. Kawhi's going to oh, be back. Crazy. You know, it's going to be tough out you there. Got to hope Boogie doesn't come Guys back any soon. You know, that's how it has to happen. Um, but yeah, so that's uh, that's oh, extension. So hard to make a, the All NBA team in the West. Real quick, Scott Zach Levine. He got his money. He hey. got uh, what, like nineteen million dollars a year. Got more balance than Zach Sacramento Levine Kings. on a trampoline. <laughs> Shout out to Sacramento Kings for pumping up that deal and right. uh, getting Zach paid. Um, uh, I feel a, a big overpay. Uh, if, 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 if you believe uh, what uh, what the pundits think, and I I would agree with that too. Uh, off his injury history and. Uh, uh, a guy that reliant on his athleticism with the ACL, he did not look good coming back last year. But we wish well for Zach. Uh, he's a good guy, hard worker. But I don't know about that. Price. I, I almost made this my weekly Wolfie. Really? Yeah, I'm, hap- like I'm happy on so many levels here. I'm happy for Zach. Yeah, good for kid. Sure. Get your money. You provided lots of fun in my life. No problem with I'm him. also happy the Timberwolves are not the team that had to make this decision. We got out of that one. This was what we talked about when we made the trade. People were like, oh, no, we're trading away all this you know, young star potential. It was like, are you going to be the one who has to pay that contract? Because we knew that contract was coming up and coming off the injury. It was always going to be an awkward negotiation. Even in this offseason where there's no money to go around, he still got paid. He got paid. Yeah. So I'm happy he got paid. Good for him. And I am just so glad. It just makes it, it underscores how good the Jimmy Butler trade was for us. Yeah, exactly. Um, cool. So that's, uh, that's a lot of what happened this offseason. We got the draft. We got free agency and some extension talk. And, well, Neil, before we move on, yeah, here's this thing. question I'm going to sprain on you. Hit me. I was really worried about recording today. It's Wednesday, everybody, as we're recording this. Yes, yes. Because two days ago, 
we got a cryptic tweet that said that John Krasinski was saying something was going to happen oh, yeah. in the next four or five days. Oh, yeah. And that it probably, it, he was not referring to the cat extension when he said that. And so that got everyone speculating, speculating, speculating. So let's go on the record right now and just make some guesses. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to guess it is the cat extension. I think it's the cat extension. Okay. I think it's happening. I think that's just what he meant, even though it's like a sure thing and like not surprising. Like, I think that's what it is. What do you think it is? Um, I predicted it the other day. Beasley comes back. No, 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 that wasn't it. I, I was thinking maybe a Butler extension. Oh, one of these extensions. Robert I, thought maybe Corey Brewer, but I don't think that would necessarily count as big enough news. Uh, another good guess is the KG retirement ceremony is locked mm. in. That could be a thing. Be a weird thing to announce in the middle of summer, but hey. But yeah. Maybe it's just a new city jersey. I'd be we'll, down for that too. We'll see. Time to get to our sponsor. Let's pay the bills. All right. Today's sponsor is uh, none other than, well, Link's Dynasty, my podcast. Link's Dynasty. Check it out. It's a real sponsor in the sense that it is not a made-up thing. <laughs> Are you implying anything about our previous sponsors? No, I mean, I'm just saying that uh, some of those some Just of because those sponsors, it's your podcast, it's suddenly a real thing? Some of those sponsors seem a little fishy, but I don't know. To, the check's clear, so whatever. I think that you, the listener are the target audience for this because I believe so. you like basketball podcasts with Neil talking into a mic. Oh. You like the audio production of Wolvescast. You'll probably dig the audio production of Link's Dynasty as well. Oh, yes. It's tough sometimes in the summer. You know, you hear about NBA players signing here, moving there, but you're like, we're not going to see them on court until, it's, you know, October, really. And it's just such a bummer because you're excited about the WNBA. There's so much to be excited about. Link's you know, after getting off to a slow start, back on track. Maya Moore, playing like an MVP. She's on the cover of Slam Magazine. Second woman to be have a cover story in Slam Magazine ever. And Shea Serrano, newly converted WNBA fan. He's tweeting about the WNBA oh, yeah. every day. He's t- tweeting about Kayla McBride and the, the Aces. There you go. Well, that's Look fine. You. There's Look a lot. There's a bandwagon, as always, and it's time for you to hop on board. Uh, WNBA games are so much fun to go to. The Lynx are the most enjoyable Minnesota sports team I've ever cheered for in my life. I just love their personalities as much as I love their massive talent. And they are just, once again, ripping off another great season. Expect them to go deep into the playoffs again. Trying to bring home ring number five. That is a dynasty. You got to check it out. You got to get, get on board with the Lynx in general, first of all. Obviously, that's the thing. That's what Scott's trying to tell you. Get invo- involved in the WNBA. NBA offseason, is, it's, it's fizzling out right now, okay? So things are slowing down. And uh, right now is when you need to get involved in the WNBA. It's a great season. There's like five teams who could potentially win the title right now. So it's wide open. Um, unlike the NBA where there's one top team and everybody else, uh, there's a whole bunch of teams who possibly can win. So if you're complaining about uh, you know, the lack of uh, you know, parity in the league, WNBA's got that in spades. Oh, yeah. Um, so come on And over. they also already reseeded their playoffs. So yeah. none of this east-west silliness it's that great. we fall into problems with in the NBA. Yeah, top eight teams make the playoffs no matter what conference you're in. So uh, it's last, a wonderful thing. The last two seasons, it's been Lynx and L.A., two Western the two teams, best teams in the finals. So. Yeah, so it doesn't matter. They'll, I dig it. They'll take them both. But uh, but yeah, so check out the Lynx. Uh, they are, um, yeah, it's not the dominance that they've had over the last couple of years, but they're still one of the top teams. Still really fun to watch. 
and uh, yeah, I do a podcast about them. It's a more of a storytelling podcast, um, less of a conversation type of thing. And um, yeah, I've done one show this season so far. It's about uh, Alexis Jones and about um, her, um, you know, sort of um, uh, evolving from being a rookie last year into what she is today. And uh, I'm working on a second show already about um, Cheryl Reeve and um, her assistant GM, Claire Duellis, and um, they have a remade uh, front front office now. Cheryl is now the GM and the coach. Uh, so, she, so she's both, and so it's kind of about that. Uh, um, and yeah. also, it's not like the team had a lot of turnover, and at least yeah. in terms of the big players. Yep. You can go listen to season one of Link's Dynasty oh, yeah. from last season. Yes. A lot of great uh, content from there as well that is just as relevant today. Yeah, so you can check it out. Uh, just punch in Link's Dynasty to your podcast app of choice, or... Uh, on the home, Candace uh, Hoopus, SB and Nation. Follow, that's, that's where it all follow lives. Link's you guys. Dynasty. Neil had the dedication to wake up for a morning game today. <laughs> the live yes, tweet that. Yes, the WNBA has a sort of weird early afternoon slash morning game. 11 a.m. was the where tip. Where they invite this all these like camp kids in, oh, yeah. and they pack out the arena with like screaming elementary school kids. Those and are loud games. Those are loud games. The Target Center one will be uh, next week, next Wednesday against Indiana. So you can go at noon. Uh, check out the links if you want, but. Uh, yeah, so yeah, check out. I'm writing game recaps at uh, Canis Hoopus, and um, the podcast live there as well. So yeah, thank you to to me, Link's Dynasty, well, for sponsoring you, me. There's, unlike <laughs> unlike the saturated market of Timberwolves podcast, where we are the seventh out uh-huh. of twelve. Yeah, <laughs> seventh best out of twelve, <laughs> and follower wise, we're eleventh out of twelve. You're really dominating the Links podcast game. There's not a lot else on there. Thank you. There's the lots market, of room. So. Yeah, so uh, come on in, join the Links Dynasty, and um, listen to the show. We'd really appreciate it if you did that. That'd be really cool. Um, Neil, give me money. I yeah. just advertised your show. <laughs> yes. Now, now, now I pay. Now I pay you. I pay yes. you for that one, and then I'll pay you for the hosting costs. For <laughs> there we go. Podcast. There we go. All right, moving right along. Moving right along. Time for power rankings. Power. Power rankings. We ranking it. Yes, uh, we have something to rank, and uh, today's power rankings is in memoriam, in remembrance of Professor Big Shots himself, Nemanja. No, Nemanja. 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 I gotta get it right now that you're gone. It's the last episode with it. We're <laughs> gonna talk about him at the very least. Nemanja Bielitsa. So yeah, we have top. Nemanja Bielitsa moments here. Three years of our lives. The, the entire time we've, oh. we've been doing this podcast together, Neil, Bielitsa's been a Timberwolf. I know, I know. We're not ranking you know, Jamal Crawford or, or Cole Aldridge. Those guys are just around for one or two seasons. You suggested maybe we do all of them today, and I was like, is there a Cole Aldridge moment? There's not Is really. there a moment that he had no. on this team? No, it's really him just cheering on the bench. Um, so yeah, so we have seven of them. We have seven of them here for you, and um, you know we're gonna we're gonna run it down because you know we we need to uh, we need to we need to give Bielitsa, um his due. You know we need to pay him his due and make sure that we remember all the moments uh, that Billy gave to us. And uh, we're gonna start right here with number seven. Number seven is catching a pass with an open three, then hesitating for his man to close out on him and driving it instead. 
possibly traveling. We don't know. The signature <laughs> Bielitsa move. Yes, you know it well. Uh, wide open. He's ready. He, obviously, everyone's yelling, shoot it. And instead, a little pump fake, yep. a little hesitation. Um, something goes wrong. So that definitely he, plagued him throughout. His, it's not even one of those things that really necessarily got that much better. He maybe had one stretch where he just was letting it a go. A more decisive. But really, no. The confidence they were This was about. a thing that just plagued him throughout all his time here. If Bielitsa was the NBA logo, it would be a silhouette of him pump, <laughs> pump faking a guy who's too far away anyways, a guy who's closing it out and is like 10 feet away from him. But those are not the good times. Let's remember the good times and move to number six on our list. Number six takes us back to episode 39 of Wolf's Cast. Yes, that's right. Episode Yips or the Hips. You remember it well. You know. Our sponsor, and once again, we thank our sponsors, was the new Target Center concession spot, Beal Eats. Uh, or you can get all the eats from Beal Eats. All them eats. Eatsa. It is a new concession spot we talked about at the Target Center, and it sold pork belly Sammies. Get it? Pork belly Sammies at Bielitsa's. The puns just keep on coming, you guys. Thanks for sponsoring the show. It's a great time. Yeah, thank you to them. That was just a great moment. That was one of the moments uh, for Bielitsa. And, and yeah, it was it was nice to have him uh, sponsor the show. Moving on to number five. Number five. The fact that he wore number 88 for two seasons. That was cool. Uh, 88, not a common NBA number. Nobody else wearing 88. I mean, not a number really in any sport, I don't think. Well, maybe I mean, the NFL. NFL, like wide receivers. Okay, wear, 88. But yeah, in the NBA, I've never seen another 88. Um, yeah, much like, not, uh, no baseball yeah, much like Taj Gibson was 67, the 88. 67. 88 is just one of those numbers that you just don't see. Uh, he then uh, transitioned to just number eight once Zach Levine left. So uh, he did leave it behind. I wish he hadn't, though. I no, wonder, 88's good. I wonder what he'll wear in Philly. I don't know if they have an 8. I don't know if, it like... It could be uh, retired, even. You yeah, know? it could be retired it could story have been, like, Moses Malone or Dr. J or something. Yeah, so I don't know about 8 uh, or 88 for, for him. Maybe... I, I hope he does go back to 88 there uh, for the 76 It was a good number. It fit him. Yeah. All right, let's go on to number 4. One of the things about cheering for Bielitsa is, first of all, you look at the name and be like, nope. It's like the first time you saw Antetokounmpo's name. You're like, we're just not going to learn this. And then you realize he's on your team. You're going to be cheering for him. We learned how to say it. Our announcers, Jim Pete, you know, that announcing team is too good. Ben's is not going to mispronounce the name. So they got that. They got it right. And then we all learned it. And then for the next three years, we would go to visiting arenas and hear their announcer butcher the name. And every time anyone tried to talk about Nemanja, Nemanja. 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 That's the harder one. Yeah, it is. Mm. They would just butcher it. Nemanja Bijelica. <laughs> That's Shaq trying to say it. So, yeah. I mean, obviously Shaq has trouble speaking all the time, but hearing like professional NBA announcers butcher the name on the away, away feed or away announcer was always good for a good laugh. Absolutely. All right, number three. Uh, number three is the Professor Big Shots nickname power rankings. This was from uh, also from another show. Way back uh, in the day. Back yeah. when we were Timberwolves the podcast. Episode 11. That's right. Uh, which was called uh, Nemanja West. Uh, which We discussed you know, how Nemanja came into the league and they asked him what his Nemanja. nickname was. And he said Professor Big Shots. And we all had a bit of laugh. One, because it sounds like sarcastic. It's Professor Big Shots Whoa. taking the big shots. Yeah, yeah. But also just because it's a ridiculous nickname. So we had our little power rankings on that episode, and we came up with 10 different uh, nicknames we wanted to call him. Yeah, so we had, uh, here, here are the 10. We had uh, Nemanja Bejelica. Like B-A-E, like Bay. Bay. Yeah, we had uh, the Serbian Sniper. I think both of those should have been used more. Uh, number eight, we have Neman. Yeah! Yeah. 
He screamed that when he does something. Yes, no man. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, then there was uh, the upgrade from Belgrade. I love that. Yeah, I love that. I'm surprised I didn't catch Not on. enough with the Belgrade. Not enough with his native lands. We also went with uh, number six was Bumblebee Elitsa. Bumble. He's bumbling. Yeah, he's buzzing Bumblebee. around the court. Bumblebee. Man, if he went to the Hornets, that'd be good. Well, uh, I guess those are Hornets. Number five, the titular Nemanje West, like Kanye West. Nemanye Still relevant. West. Still Yay. relevant. Yeah, he named his album Yay. Uh, giving a shout out to uh, David Kahn. It was like Manna from Heaven. <laughs> Nemanna from Heaven. Nemanna from Heaven. <laughs> Can I say something about David Kahn? I was just thinking sure. today. You know, David Kahn was terrible. All the bad things. But he was right about Kevin Love. He said Kevin Love's ceiling was to be the third best player on the championship team. Wow. And we were like, oh, that jerk. He said that about he our knew. best player. But he also he was, he was, was right. saving the five-year deal for Rubio. Well, you know. He's he, a worse player than Kevin Love. A broken clock is right two times a day, Neil. <laughs> All right. Going on to number three was just shoot it. This just shoot what, it. What we were talking about. We were already yelling at him when he's pump faking at the three-point line when he's wide open. Just shoot it. Just shoot it. Just put it up. Thing. Number two, Euroleague MVP. Not, 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 again, not talked about enough. That's that's huge. Euroleague is the second best league in the world. And when we recorded episode 11, he was the reigning Euroleague yeah. MVP. Yeah. And then number one, we had a little variation than what eventually did get used. Uh-huh. We had three elite, like the elite four, like you're so elite at this, like uh-huh. the elite eight. Three elite-za. Because it sounds like his name. Yeah. And, uh, you know, ended up uh, one of the nicknames for him that has been used at, incorporated the three into his name as well. Let's take a listen. Three Alitza. There it is. Three Alitza. Pretty good. So Pretty that did get used. Three Alitza. And that's why we picked it number one. All right. So we got to keep this thing going. All right. Number two. Number two. Number two. Number two. We have the time that he pulled down his shorts on the court. Oh, yes. We, it happened late in the year, I think, in this year, right? In Utah, yep. if I remember correctly. He was just, at the free throw line. Just casual. Just tucking in his jersey. You knew he was going to make it when that happened because you knew he was just chilling. Yeah, he's just in the zone. Yeah. It happens it's sometimes. So comfortable. Yeah, you're just your mind it wanders someplace else. Yeah. He was going to tuck in his jersey, and he decided to do a very thorough job of that. By pulling his shorts all the way down. He was not thinking about the 18,000 in the building or the millions watching around the world on TV. No. He was just concentrated on fixing his shorts before he shot the free throw. I think we're lucky we this, this happened in 2018. Yeah. Because if it happened in the 80s, I mean, you know, Bielito was wearing like be scandalous. A, a compression shorts that would go down to almost his knee anyways. You <laughs> yeah. Know? Those compression shorts he was wearing underneath his shorts were longer than the shorts that the 80s players played in. So if this happened like 30 years ago, yeah. it would have been a scandal. We would right. have been fined by the FCC. And finally, we have number one. Number one is obviously the Orlando Magic fight when he put Aaron Aflalo in a headlock. Aflalo. That happened. Wow. That happened, and um, it, was, it, was, it was not a brawl, but it was a scuffle. Aflalo took a big swing. That, Aflalo was trying to start a, brawl. a fight. It would have been a brawl if, if that would have landed. Con- if he had connected, he would have been suspended for like a week. You know, That was crazy. That was a big moment. And Nemanja just settled it down. He was just he like, a big, like a big brother to a little brother, just tucking his head under the arm and just, just being like, I'm going to stay here until you calm down. You can keep being angry, but your head's going to be stuck until you calm down. That was super intense and really sort of strange to see. That's sort of unfortunately. It's unfortunate that, that is the thing that is number one for our memories of of uh, Nemanja because it doesn't involve him hitting a shot or, or winning a game or a buzzer beater or like just playing well. It just involves something you know that was just kind of ridiculous on the court. But it did give us this drop, um, the number one quote 
in Bielitz's career. I was raised on the streets. That's right. Raised on the streets in Belgrade. Every team needs an enforcer, Neil, and Bielitsa will tell you. Really? He's no punk. Oh, that's right. That's from that night. That's from that night. You don't want want to fight him. Take take note, Eastern Conference. Do not take a swing at my man, Nemanja. So we say farewell to Bielitsa. We say farewell to those drops. That'll be the end. That's the last time you'll hear those. And, um, you know, moving forward. It's going to be all right, you know. We wish him well out in Philly. Hopefully they make the playoffs again and move forward and, and he can be a big part of, of whatever they're doing over there. Maybe Eastern Conference Finals. You never know. Uh, East is wide open now. So, hey, that could be a, he could be NBA, NBA finalist. All right, Neil. Nemanja Bielitsa. I had a bunch of other Nemanja right, Give me one. Give me one. I'm just going to give you his best game. Okay, I, best I, game. I have his best three. Maybe I'll tweet him out. Yeah, tweet but I decided out. his best one was from November 2016. Oh boy, his, his second and third were both from this year, from okay. late 2018. Okay. But this one I think was his, his best rookie year. Uh, November 2016 at home against the Lakers, he had 24 points, eight rebounds, three assists, three steals, one turnover, three personal fouls. He played 40 minutes, went nine for 15, and five of eight from beyond the strike. My gosh. That's when we were like, well, what do we get? EuroLeague MVP. Look at this guy. Yeah, yeah wow. Actually, That's that would have the... been his second year. Second year. Yeah, yeah, so... Early in the second year. Still, we were like, look at Bielitsa. He's coming into his own. He's great. All right. How many double-doubles did he have in three years? Oh, uh, wow. Um, boy. Uh, three years. What? We said is about 180 games, about 60 per season. You know the number? Yes, I do. Um, double-doubles. Ugh. I can't imagine him getting that. He wasn't a great rebounder. I'm going to say four. I thought you were going to overshoot. Seven. 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 Okay. So, <laughs> I can't once again, eight. guys, everyone's getting so into their feelings about leaving, having BLE to leave, and I get it. I, I liked him. But yeah, come on. Dude yeah. had seven, seven double doubles in three years. Yeah. All right. Um, we are going to move on to weekly Wolfies. Presenting your Weekly Wolfies. Weekly Wolfies, we are giving out awards as we do. Whenever we do a show, we give out awards. Could be a good thing, could be a bad thing, we don't know. Could be somewhere in the middle. Could be something else. Yeah, I'll get us started. Uh, My Weekly Wolfie is something that TheRinger.com does. It's called NBA Desktop. Folks, if you're not watching NBA Desktop, you're making a mistake. It's probably one of the best NBA-related video Video content out there happens every week or so, uh, maybe not this summer, but um, during the season. And, you know, they've been doing a couple here at the end of the season. They've just been incredible. Ringer.com, uh, Jason Concepcion, uh, I believe, puts it all together. Just go to their YouTube channel. And it's just incredible. It's such a great idea. It's one of those ideas Scott and I have talked about. It's one of those ideas where you just think, I wish I would have had that idea. It's so well I'm done. I'm not a very jealous person anymore it's in so my life, simple. Neil. It's so simple, right? It's yeah. basically a webcam show. Right, with like screen grabs, yep. and it's just like anybody can do this. It's kind of like uh, the soup, that old yeah. show. Yeah. On e. yeah, not to take anything away from them, that anybody can do this and that gets easy, but yeah. like anybody can do it technically. I'm not a very jealous person, Neil. I'm pretty co- like comfortable <laughs> in my own skin. It's right, like, right, right. you do you, I'll do me, yeah. and who's we're to good. say what's better than the other? Yeah, we're good. It's one of those few things in my life that just pisses me uh, off. I'm like, why didn't we think of this? Why it's so good. It's yeah. so good. Yeah, so you got to be watching NBA Desktop. Why? 
It's basically like a rundown of what happened in the NBA this week through the lens of basically like memes and internet culture and, and just like everything that's funny this year and this week in basketball, you know, great highlights and lowlights and silly things that happened and, and just good comedy. It's just you're laughing the whole time. It's really well done. It happens fast. It's like a seven minute watch, video. If you haven't watched one, watch one. Watch just, just watch one of one. them. Yeah. yeah. And see how you just feel. Just Google NBA desktop. You're going to love it. Uh, so, yeah, that's my weekly Wolfie. All right, Neil. My weekly Wolfie goes to body issues. <laughs> body issues. More specifically, the ESPN body issue, which uh-huh, I received uh-huh. in the mail. Because even though I canceled, I canceled that subscription two years ago, they still come every month. You got one. I know. And so Did I got. Did have a WNBA player on the cover? Was uh, Brianna Stewart on the cover? She's. Uh, I didn't, uh, I yeah, think I think they... it was Brianna. Okay. On the cover. Okay. Yeah. And. Uh, so, anyways, uh, our boy Carl Anthony Towns. He's in it. You know, I saw really funny. He's was all up in his it. girlfriend's tweet. My girlfriend says I look good. It was like <laughs> uh, everyone on the internet's talking about my naked boyfriend today or something like that. Um, he's like in a desert, right? It's like a desert. No, scene. it's like he's it's on like, like a court in uh, the middle of nowhere, like an outdoor yeah, yeah, court. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and you know, looking a little skinny, but still, uh, you know, Cat did that. Yeah. And on one hand, I'm like, good for you, Cat. Be proud of your body. I like these body issues. I think it's a cool concept. I think Love did it back in the but day. But on the other hand, if you look at the history of NBA players who have done it. It's oh, not no. a good sign. Oh, no. It actually might be a bad sign for oh, our young Carl Anthony Towns. No. Here's the history of NBA players in the body issue. Dwight Howard, mm. not a role model. Cappy Poindexter, who I realize is not an NBA player. WNBA. Yeah, but she's not bad. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's the thing we'll get to in a second. So Dwight Howard, Amari Stoudemire, okay. Blake Griffin, all guys you, you don't want to you know emulate. Big men. Tyson Chandler, keeping with the big men. But hey, that's our first NBA champion. Tyson there you go. Chandler. There you go. John Wall. Okay. Kenneth Fareed. Serge Ibaka, Kevin Love, DeAndre Jordan, Dwayne Wade, another NBA champion. Same nice, with Love. Nice, Those are nice. our three NBA champions who've done this. Isaiah Thomas. Ooh. And then Carl Anthony Towns. Wow. A lot of guys who like a little are a little too much in love with the media side of their career. You know, right. yeah. a, a lot of kind of like vain NBA players. I would a lot say of guys have done who this. said yes to this very soon, very right. quickly. And like I said, only three of them ended up ever winning a championship. Dwayne Wade did it well after his good years. Okay. So when he's in, he's basically in his. I'm a reality star with you know his wife Gabby and yeah. You know. But hey. Um, so, so it's a cautionary tale. Be careful. Be careful. The, ESPN the history issue. of the NBA players who have done this, you look at them and be like, ooh. Yeah. They could have managed their, their PR side. But I will give a shout to the WNBA side because unlike the NBA side, it's all champions and MVPs and all-stars there. Diana Taurasi, Sylvia Fowles, Candace Parker, Swin Cash, Angel, Angel McConaughey. McCutry, yeah. Brittany Griner. Wow. Elena Deladon. <laughs> Neka Ogumike. <laughs> yep. Sue Bird and well, Brianna Stewart. Ah, uh, legends. That's what I'm saying. Them, yeah. The WNBA side is very well represented. Yeah, so yeah, that's well. Okay. I just got to hope Cat gets that kind of benefit and not the Dwight Howard. Check out the ESPN body issue photos. If you haven't seen them, they'll be online. We'll put them in show notes for you. Yep. Yeah, Weekly Wolfies. Those are our Wolfies. There you go. All right, Neil. Well, let's do a game. Game time. That's fun. I like games. You like games? Let's go. Let's g- yeah, I love it. I love it. Let's go. You, you have a game for us. What's what's the premise? What are we doing? What are we doing? All right, Neil. Three new wolves that we talked about a little bit. Anthony Tolliver, welcome back. Not a new wolf. Holla. AT. A re-new wolf. Mm-hmm. And uh, we also have Okoki. Yes. And our boy... Uh, KBD. KBD. And so my trivia will be about those three guys. Okay. Not Derek Rose. Sorry, he, does not count. he doesn't count. He was on the team last year. So I'm going to ask you some trivia questions. You're going to tell me which one you think is the answer. Okay. Um, well, let's see. You already answered the first one um, earlier when you said that uh, Okogi was from Nigeria. Aha. Uh-huh. But let's go with this, Neil. Who's the tallest of the three of them? Tallest of the three of them between uh, AT, Okogi, and KBD. I'm going to go KBD. 
I don't think he. I don't think Tolliver six nine. Okay. Tolliver six eight. JPD's uh, got an inch on him. One inch. All right, Neil. Which of these three players, or which player or players, could be multiple? Mm-hmm. Attended college for four years. Oh wow, four years. Well, uh, ooh, you told me. You just told me about KBD. I, ooh, did Tolliver go four years? I'll say Tolliver and KBD. That's correct. All right. They both have their degrees. They did it. Tolliver was Creighton. in finance. Bates Diop was in economics. Yeah. Right. Um, okay, of those three, who did not attend a high school in the Midwest? <laughs> oh, good one. Um, wow, could be any of them. I have no idea where any of them are from originally. Which one did not? Only one of them was not in the Midwest. In high school. Uh, in high school, yes. Um, you know, I will... Uh, I'll guess... I'll guess Okogie. Okogie. Yes, guess where? Georgia. Where, Which where brings you us to our next Georgia? question. Georgia? Yep. And, the, and do you know where Tolliver and... Tolliver and... What states? Diop went Missouri and Illinois. I forget okay. which one was which. Okay. Cool. Um, which brings us up the question, from... Can you do all three of these, Neil? <laughs> yes, I can. From uh, Okogie is Georgia Tech. Yes. Um, uh, K debates Diop from Ohio State, ooh, the Ohio State, ooh, yes. and uh, AT Anthony Toller from Creighton University, Omaha, Nebraska. Yeah. Who has the most Twitter followers, Neil? And who has the least? <laughs> Give me the most and the least. Oh, I have no idea. I mean, I would think Tolliver would have the most, but maybe not. Maybe like the new young gun would have the most. I th- I'll go Tolliver has the most, and Okogi has the least. Whoa! That was correct. Okogi has like a couple thousand more tweets than Diop, but less followers. That's the Ohio State. But yeah. Diop is like 9,000. Okogi's like 4,000 followers. Tolliver's over 40,000. Just just years in the league. Yeah, and then I'll so have years. years more on Twitter. He has like 50,000 yeah. tweets or something. Like he has, he's been on Twitter for like 10 years longer <laughs> than these other two guys. Yeah, he's just an old man compared to the two of them. Let's stay on Twitter, Neil. Whose Twitter bio is God Family Basketball? I mean, as we said before, I know I know of AT as a devout Christian. I gotta think that the Christian that that sounds like AT is that is that Tolliver? You fell for my trap. Ah! I knew you would answer Tolliver because no. he is super Christian. That's Okogi. Ah. All right, let's do one or two more. We'll be done with the game. Um, Neil, can you rank them in order of their draft position from highest to lowest? Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> so the. Yeah, the question really is where did Tolliver, where was Tolliver drafted? Because that, we know Okogi and KBD, what their spots were. Uh, was Tolliver above twenty? Was he? Um, I'll go Okogi. Okogi was first, then Tolliver somewhere in between K, KBD and Okogi. So yeah, uh, Okogi one, Tolliver two, KBD three. Ah. Tolliver went undrafted. Wow. He's not drafted. Look at the wow. look at the career he's made for himself. Amazing. All right, we'll finish up with this one. Yo. Final question. It's not going to be who attended the same high school as Brad Pitt, even though that is one of the questions. <laughs> Different times. You know, same same sure, old sure. line. All right, who averaged the most points in their final year in college? Most points. Um, yeah, I don't really know much about any of their college careers, but I feel like Tolliver... Undrafted though, uh, I'll, I'll stick with Tolliver though. As, as I think the guy who probably is the best three point shot of all of them, I'll go Tolliver. Ah. Just the opposite. Uh, Jop had nineteen point eight, or Diop, excuse me, Diop. had nineteen point eight. Josh had seventeen point two, and Tolliver had thirteen point four. Ah, he's lowest. Yeah, he's the lowest. That's why I didn't get drafted, Neil. Ah, there 
All right. Well, I've got some extra ones. Maybe I'll tweet them out. Uh, yeah, tweet them out. Tweet them out. It's uh, Twitter Anthony. extras. Actually, no. Go follow us on Twitter, and you'll find out who went to the same high school as Brad Pitt. I was just going to say on the mic, but no. You won't know until you follow us. Teasing it out. That means you have to actually tweet it, though. <laughs> Set yourself a reminder. I'll do that. <laughs> I'll do that. All right. Uh, that does it for Wolves Cast Summer Recap Podcast Extravaganza that just went down. You guys, you listened to it. Thank you for getting all the way to the end of the show, listening to the whole thing. Shout out to you. Thank you so much for doing that. If anything big happens, we'll record another pod. Yeah. But if not, we'll see you for our, our NBA league preview, I'm sure. Yeah, it'll be happening soon. We're, we uh, Again, it's been two months since we've done a show, and we now have about th- three months until the season starts, right? Mid-October, mm-hmm. uh, three months from now. But in about two months from now, we'll be having you know, training camp, media day, that kind of thing going down. So... You know, I'm, I'm not going to say the NBA season's right around the corner because it's not. We're in the dog days now. Uh, summer league's wrapping up and, and free agency's wrapping up and that kind of thing. But, hey, once again, all the more reason, please, you hoophead fools out there, follow the WNBA. It's right yeah, there Link's waiting Dynasty for you. Link's Dynasty. Go check it out. Come out to Trivia Darby's every Tuesday when the Twins are out of town. Scott, see a trivia this next week? We do have trivia next week. All My right. wife will be hosting. Oh, super fun. What about you? Uh, I have a work dinner I have. Yeah. Oh, so you won't be there, but you, the My listener, wife. needs yeah. to go. It's Check super it out. fun. My wife's a better host than me. Hey. Uh, draw a wolf next to your team name. We're changing it from a basketball to a wolf. Draw a wolf next to your team name for a bonus podcast point. There you go. It's just for you, the you, listener. You know you need that extra point. So, yeah, we'll be back um, eventually with another show. Maybe if something happens, uh, you know, before the, before the season gets cooking. Otherwise, we'll be back uh, before the season starts. Check out Link's Dynasty. Check out Darby's Pub for trivia. And don't believe the fake news. And don't, don't believe that fake news. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time. Hello, I'm Anthony Tolliver. Welcome to The Decision, Part Deux, which is French for two. And the decision is? I will be taking my services to the north, the Minnesota Timberwolves. <laughs>